It's been I'm, so long. I'm giddy with the the kind of the head spin of a newborn lamb. I actually I can't don't. I honestly don't think we can do this anymore. I have no idea what we're going to say. Now. Well, we're not entirely certain. We, we, we thought we thought we got the old team back together for one last punt. Yeah. Uh, and why and why did we do that, John? What was the reason for that? Because it's our tenth episode. That wasn't what I was thinking. But well, is it? It's the decalogue. Yeah. So what were the two reasons for us doing that then? What's the other reason? Well, it's Doctor Who. It's coming up. It's been on our minds. Element on my mind. Element on my mind. I haven't given a second thought. But we did decide to do our 10th episode on Doctor Who once upon a time long ago. Okay. Well, we're doing this on Doctor Who. We are doing this on Doctor Who. the sound of the cloister bell. (laughs) Um, The time sponsored by Accurist will be, (laughs) who knows? Beloved watch time. Um, Welcome. I am John. And I am Joe. And we are two weary adventurers in time and space. We're just simple travellers in a blue box looking to make a difference. Mad men. In a box. We are actually in a box room, so yeah. that does actually work. It's very hot. Yes, indeed. And sometimes imagine. the language doth turn blue, blue. of you. Oh, yeah, indeed. <laughs> it is quite close. Almost, oh, sorry, almost as if it's a bit smaller on the inside. Almost. I'll pull away. But also it's just quite warm. Shall I pull away? Am I too literally close to you? No, you're fine. Okay, right. I don't fear your body, Joe. Is I don't fear your body. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I don't want you to learn to love it either. That hung longer in the air than I anticipated. I'd like you to have, if anything, an apathy towards my body. That that was a bad smell of a comment. Um, (laughs) We can cut that in the air. No, it's fine. Um, It's just, you know, hey, I don't feel your body, Joe. You you can come as close as you want or as far away as you want. Like your typical Gallifreyan Time Lord, I'd like you to have a, a certain disinterest in my human body. We said we wouldn't go niche. You've gone niche already. Well, all I'm saying is... You've gone wild already. I I, I, I hit it when the doctor's mooning over some human. That's all I'm saying. And I hope the new doctor, who's female, which is a good thing, by the way, uh, doesn't start mooning over Bradley Walsh, (laughs) who's her new companion. Um, I I hope she does. That would be horrible. I hope Bradley sells her a new TARDIS. He would. He looks the type. He does. He does look the type. He's got the gift of the gab. He's a kind of guy who'd steal the fillings from his gold grandma's gold fillings from his grandma's gold teeth. From his gold grandma's teeth. I always got that right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a natural cockney. These things don't come easily to me. C3PO's teeth. (laughs) Um, Right, so Joe, um, why are we talking about Doctor Who? Well, uh, why do we always talk about Doctor Who? Why do we talk about Doctor Who at all? It's because we we grew up in the steeped in its firmament. We like to think that. (laughs) Steeped in its firmament. I've still kind of got the stains out. Um, <laughs> we, we, we we have a certain affection for it and I, I don't know whether it's nostalgic or it's an active love of the science fiction genre of which Doctor Who is uh, an apotheosis it's, it's, it's like a it's like a standard it's like a watermark uh, of quality children's television which begs the question why are two men in their 40s talking about Doctor Who well here's the thing I don't think I was that much of a fan of Doctor Who when I was growing up right I think oh, I, but I, I got into it mm. in about 2005 when it came back. Round about 2005? Exactly around about 2005, yeah. yeah. And I'm not entirely sure why. I think it was because I was interested in trying to do some writing and it seemed like, hey, this is a fantastic landscape for doing writing in. And it's a great forum for ideas. And actually, there are people who can actually do this stuff. 
and it goes out at six o'clock on a Saturday evening and people love this. There must be a way of doing this. And I think that's it. And then I watched it and went, oh, actually, I really, really fucking like this. This is this is my thing. But it was it was legitimized because it was brought back by a real writer. Yeah. And it had a real actor playing the doctor. I mean, it had proper proper people with gravitas. You know, Russell T. Russell the Davis was a proper television writer, not a kind of hack, not a BBC Lots kind of... Well, I don't know Church, if... I, see, tossing out three scripts a day. The, be- the beautiful thing... Well, he did do that. But he also did If you've read that of writer's tale. Yes, indeed. He yes. Is, flying by the seat of his pants. Doesn't come off well. He does not come off he's well. He's almost like a... Dare I say a PC John Nathan Turner, which is very niche, I know, again, but... Uh, um, he's not that PC. But uh, he's also not... Uh, what are they called? Doable Barkers, Doable Barkers, yeah. yeah. John Nathan... T- Man, we won't get into that. We're getting bogged down, but yeah, let's... getting bogged down. Let, let's stick to what... We're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves as well. Let's... Go back to the beginning. Begin the beginning. So yeah, I remember Doctor Who from my childhood, and and, and, and sort of vaguely liked it, but it was never really a massive passion. Um, a mass pash. A mass pash. Um, but I've retrospectively come to love it. So was that? Was, I remember the, the announcement of the new show, and it, 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 it had a, this kind of will they, won't they over the years. There was lots of false starts and disappointment, disappointments, mm. of which we'll go into a bit later, mm. including a very uh, cuddly cardigan wearing American version that never took off. Well, Trevor Prime Cross about that is. We'll get to that. Yes, we'll get indeed, to that. Yes, there will be, by the way, uh, dotted throughout this some of uh, some fun facts about yeah. Doctor Who and some obscure references. Uh, and if we feel like getting too obscure, we'll take five and try and give you a footnote or two. I suspect that won't work out, but uh, we, we, we want you to be lost in our moral maze of time and relative dimensions and space. Should I drop a, a top fact? Right drop now? your first top Doctor top fa- hot fact. Well, I'm going to go in the one you just referenced. Go on, because it's just. Bizarre. Right. Uh, top fact. Doctor Who top fun fact. Uh, in 1988, Paramount Pictures wanted to make a Doctor Who movie starring Michael Jackson. Their second choice, uh, should the, the King of Pont not be available, was Bill Cosby. <laughs> Just let that hang in the air. Just let it, sip, let it sift. All right, Doctor Who has let a history of knitwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Not the other stuff. Not the other stuff. Although no. it did come from the stable of where, from whence the other stuff was uh, in full bloom, you might say, in the 70s. I don't know what you're saying. saying oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The BBC Green Room could tell a tale or two. Mm. With those, if those walls could weep. Uh, they, they would freely yeah. in, in, in a court of law. Uh, I remember the, the rumours of this because I, I was, uh, at that point, I was about 14 then. I was an, a rabid Doctor Who fan. Prime nerd material. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Copper bottom nerd material. I remember hearing about Michael Jackson possibly taking the role and being really unhappy. I didn't hear about the Bill Cosby one. Because you're racist. Uh, no, but that would have been with the Bill Cosby announcement. But I didn't hear that. Is that because you're racist and you don't like? As far as I'm concerned, Michael Jackson is as white as I am. But he can't be Bill Cosby. No, he can't be Bill. No, no. There's no way he can be Bill Cosby. Come into my blue box. I don't think that's yeah, yeah. And in light of what we know now about Bill Cosby, that's that's definitely no, no. That might have. Put the retrospective kind of final nail in Doctor Who's. Uh, time it could coffin. have been Michael Jackson. That well, I don't know if Michael. Really, I've not no, seen no, The Wiz. I don't know if Michael Jackson can can actually properly act. This was never going to happen. Michael Jackson was at the height of his bad fame. Yeah, that's what. Well, no, he was uh, after he died. He was at the height of his bad fame. Well, yeah, um, there's but, bad and there's bad. This is badinage. Um, but uh, it, it could have worked. No, Bill Cosby no. never. On, I'm not. I'm no, not seeing it on no t- terms or level. Could that work? They're they're kind of two weird Hollywood creations. They're kind of they weren't made of the stuff hey, that Doctor was made of. Why'd you come on my TARDIS? 
Is that Bill Cosby or Michael Jackson? That's both. Yeah. I'm doing I'm, I'm synthesizing both. <laughs> Can you imagine the Hey come of... on my town it's Can you imagine the out of court settlements in that after that series <laughs> oh <my> run? <laughs> oh yeah. Good God. So no, I'm yeah. relieved that, that didn't happen. But that was never gonna happen. It was a crazy so Paramount didn't know anything about But also Americans don't get English television largely. A lot of the American remakes of English TV series have been on the whole terrible. I don't think that it's the worst thing that could have happened to Doctor Who. Michael Jackson is Doctor Who. Hear me out. Because he's not the only pop star who has ever offered the role. Mm. Um, they were making the animated version of Doctor Who because nobody else was making fucking anything. Scream of the Schalke. And the person they offered the role of Doctor Who, or just the Doctor because he's not called Doctor Who. We know that. All right, don't write in. Thanks, Stephen Moffat. Um, was Robbie Williams. I'm loving Weeping the voice. Angels instead. Whoa! <laughs> I really wish I hadn't interrupted that. That was gold. <laughs> that was very good. Um, yeah, the voice of Dougal. The revamped Dougal. It was, I didn't even know he was the voice of Dougal. Yeah, from the Magic Roundabout. He's, he keeps he, himself busy, doesn't he's he? He's revamped Dougal. Not recently, no. I actually watched a documentary about the, the making of Scream, about, of the, Scream of the Schalke, which was to celebrate the 30th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So on and so forth. And they were talking about possible doctors who were queuing up um, candidates for casting. And Robbie Williams apparently declared an interest in playing the Doctor and they had a moment where they thought Paul Cornell the writer and also esteemed Doctor Who writer in general said we thought for a minute and we thought no way and then, then they thought what better way to bring Doctor Who back and make it a success but with Robbie Williams but I think if you're so keen to sacrifice what makes the Doctor in the first place like the, the current series seems to be doing at the expense of the essence of Doctor Who I don't think you have Doctor Who anymore what, what, what do you mean at the expense of what the series seems to be doing now? I think the series has occasionally been known to play fast and loose with notions of the Doctor. Yeah, like, but uh, but we've discussed, I think, in our downtime, away from the microphone. Um, I, I don't know. I've just watched all the new Who's yeah. that have been downloaded to the well, iPlayer. What a coincidence, me too. Yeah, yeah. because we're de- we were both depressed yeah, at yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have to say, our depression it ha- cycles are it aren't has got convincingly better. Yes, it has. As was, time went on. I remember messaging you during the process and going, my God, Capaldi shows are mostly good. Yeah. He's genuinely brilliant. But at the time, I thought, each one, here we go. All the usual hoo-ha. I'm the doctor. I'm going to stop this. It was a, a series of grunts and gurns and flirting, human flirting with women. The, do, do the thing that troubled me about the... the well, the, Capaldi doesn't do that. He does a wee bit. He started to, do, it started to leak into the writing, I think. No, He tried to impress Clara. I was going to say impress Clara, which is not... The right, the right way of doing that. We don't say that then. I, I shan't say it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Moffat, see Moffat can't help. I think, I, I think, I think it's the modern nature of writing. Writing has to have a romantic kind of thrust behind it these days. It has to have some kind of human interest. They try no, and humanize the doctor. Uh, it's, Stephen Moffat can't help himself a lot of the time. But Russell T couldn't either, could he? Russell T was trying to write a soap opera. But do you remember Moffat is trying to write coupling, but in space. Yeah, yeah. Almost all the time, but also making it. Incredibly complicated. Three episodes running simultaneously. We've all we're all guilty of it, Joe. You just want to show how clever you are all the time. That's fine. Do, do, do you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember? Do you remember Fleming Lips produced an album? I can't remember what it was called now. And it came in three or four separate CDs. That's not a good. Oh, is it one that you play all together? And you meant to play them all together in order to fully understand the the, the whole of it. That's a lot of what Stephen Moffat's wrote. Look at my range. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was staggeringly complex and burdensome and ultimately unsatisfying. That was like a lot of Moffat's kind of story arcs and narratives I find I, I think he's uh, he's he's been badly served by himself Indeed. Um, but he's he's not been bad 
He's not been a bad thing. Neither of them have. Russell T and, and Moffat are both... They've both had different styles and they've had different approaches and they've been differently bad in different areas, but they've both been genuinely and generally good. I um, think, I think. Yeah, retrospect. And there are like, things that jut out yeah. and you go, oh, Muff, you know, I don't need to know the Brothers Grimm are on the Doctor's darts team. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, as an aside. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, doesn't yeah. add anything to I my need, I don't need to start references about uh, having sex with, with famous historical yeah, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or playing darts with the injury or whatever happens the bloody bit. I particularly you know. need to know the Doctor has yeah. a, pati- a, a patinus. A patinus. A patinus. That's what they call a it. A patinus or, or now a vagina. Yeah. I think she should be sealed pa- like or, an action or man. A patina, or locked you off, you know, and just and just left. Yeah. You know, with a nubbin. For me, I guess a, we a had... A blue the, plastic nubbin. The thing that sticks in my mind about the, about the relaunch of in 2005 was something Christopher Eccleston said that made me think it's not going to be quite as I expected it to be. Christopher Eccleston was asked, will the Doctor have uh, have a romantic uh, counterpart in this? And Christopher Eccleston said, well, the Doctor has two hearts and both of them can be broken. And my heart sank a little. My one heart sank a little <laughs> at hearing that. Christopher Eccleston would never say that. He literally said that. Check that's out. No, no one... It stuck with me. It's haunted me. That's the thing. least Christopher Eccleston thing I've ever he, heard he, anyone he, say. He, he, he might have been briefed by Russell the, but uh, he definitely Jesus said that. Jesus Christ. Right, Joe. Okay, well, that's that preamble. Well, I sorted. think we sorted that I think thing. We sorted that's the preamble. That nails, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question right now. Shoot! Shoot? I will shoot. With your sonic screwdriver? Yeah, that's not shooting. Oh, isn't it? No, it's not a weapon. It's a scientific, it doors, it's a scientific instrument. It disables robots. It uh, you can do anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, repairs small engines. We've each prepared mm-hmm. a favourite episode. Yeah. I say prepared. Yeah. Um, had a think. Had a think about one. What's your favourite Who episode? Well, my... First response would be it's really hard to single out one good Who episode. Well, that's a shit response. That's a shit response. No, don't make that response. But the correct response for this particular podcast is yeah, I'd have to say City of Death, or maybe Brain of Morbius. I thought you were going to say Brain of Morbius. Yeah, I was going to say Brain of Morbius. I'm torn, or even the Deadly Assassin, but I can't. I mustn't. I mustn't interfere like that. I do quite like, like the l- Deadly Assassin. L- like the good. Doctor, I, ha- I have to commit to one thing and say it through to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not a Doctor thing, but I just adopted <laughs> it. How is that like the Doctor? So, so I, have just, I just have to commit yeah. to one he's, thing. He's committed, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, to, the, like, like the Doctor's with one companion. Um, I would say City of Death. It's, it's a classic Who as opposed to New Who. We're talking about whether the, we should choose New Who exclusively, and then we agreed, no, it doesn't matter. It has to be Who. All hey. Doctor Who. Because it's all canon. I don't give a shit about canon. I just like it all. It's all Doctor Who. Yeah. It's all canon and no balls. Eh? Nice. Uh, I, I like to say death for a number of reasons. Number, one of them <coughs> being, I recently heard a podcast that I think it's called Trial of a Time Lord where they castigated... Sorry, you're advertising death. another podcast. I believe I am. I know. Don't do that. I, I'm just... For, for, for a PR man, hey, I'm guys, extremely shabby. Guys, if you're listening, that's money. We, we need money now. <laughs> Come on. I, I need new shoes. I literally need new shoes. I'm looking at his shoes. He needs new shoes. Yeah, these are poor shoes. These are brilliant shoes. Actually, look at that. The crack. It's the crack in my shoes. Does it remind you of oh uh, Stephen Moffat's story arc? The crack in time made by the TARDIS exploding. It, it has a layering, leering look about it. It does. And John, is there light pouring out of it? No, there's not. No, it's just my socks pouring out of it. Um. Okay. City of Death, written by Douglas Adams. Yep. Uh. People, many people forget that the writer of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, the meaning of life, uh, long yeah, dark yeah. tea time of the soul. Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, Dirk 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 series, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic writer, very common. 
slightly overrated, I think, in the scheme of things, because he's an. Why do you have to do that? Um, because I think that well, you have to you have to shoot down du- dead Douglas Adams. Dead, du- I think he died. Lovely already. Douglas Adams. Lovely Douglas Adams, who uh, perhaps uh, had not much of a grasp of narrative or character, but knew his way around a good joke. So the, and the city of death is littered with great jokes and some fabulous characters. That has to be said. It's 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 it's, it's set in Paris. It's Tom Baker. It's imperial pomp when he could not yeah, and would yeah, not yeah, be yeah. directed. Yeah, <laughs> he was inserting lines and taking out lines left, right, and center. Lalo Ward. As like a, a female doctor, uh, holding her own, being just as sassy and clever as, uh, as he was. The chemistry between them was scintillating. Uh, a handy third in Duggan, played by... Tom Shabin. Who I was confused with. Someone else. That other actor who played the drunk pilot in the highlight. Oh, yeah, 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 but whose name we don't know. But they look yeah, very, similar. very similar. They look very similar. I can't believe... Champon. Champon, that's it. I think it. that's his name. Who can't run and isn't the best actor... Especially when he's playing. Are angry. you kidding? He's fantastic. He's in. Um, uh, he turns up later on, of course, looking terribly ill in *Trial of a Giant Time*. Yeah. But uh, it was in um, what's the thing with uh, *Werewolf Time* or *The Werewolf Break*? Uh, oh, *Beast Must Die*. *Beast Must Die*. He's one of that. you is a werewolf. He's the hairy one. They all think is the werewolf. But, but it's not Chapman. No, it's not him. Yeah. Um, Tom, but, I mean, uh, Tom Chapman's brilliant. He plays he's a kind of. He's in. He's Ar- in the Ar- stone Ar- tape. He plays a, a kind of gumshoe in City of Death, doesn't he? A kind yeah. of slightly hapless kind of... Trench coat pr- punching deck. people. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's basically what he well, does. A wonderfully violent yeah. private eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like your butler. He's yeah, very yeah. violent. Some fantastic lines in it. Yeah. Tom Baker rules the race. And a wonderful villain. But for me, if it's not my favourite episode, it's definitely my favourite Doctor Who villain. Julian Glover as Count Scarlione. Now, I've, I've heard tell uh, from people about Julian Glover and apparently he's an absolute shit. Oh, really? Well, I've been saying the sort of thing in a public yeah. uh, arena. But he's also Robert Wyatt's cousin, which is. Uh, shit. Did you not know this? Well, so there's two things to consider here. Yeah. Absolute shit, Robert Wyatt's cousin. Yeah. Which supersedes with the other? Well, I I, I, I just take him on the, the Robert Wyatt cousin. I would say. And I, also, he's Count Scarlione. He's wonderfully. And he's the only actor who kind of holds his own with Tom Baker in that. He kind of doesn't bow before Tom it's true he acts quietly against him Catherine Shell does her thing that she does with Peter Sellers because obviously when there's a sort of terrifying man in the room yeah. she just dissolves into giggles she, she, she knew what to do yeah quite exactly a time. it's uh, it was uh, it was it was. she's always great I, yeah. I love Catherine Shell um, but then she's uh, she, you know she's a sort of baroness or something she's a well she played one she was not much acting required no, then tell it. She, she just is one yeah just sort of turned up. She, I think, she does exude that kind of continental and kind of incredible hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and wonderful clothes as well. Yeah, Every, everybody looks good. The story's. I don't know what you're talking about narrative. The story's great in this. Uh, you you can see Douglas Adams has one story. And he kind of recycles and kind of nips and tucks it. What to kind of? I think he takes on the notion that the Doctor's a time lord, so he should do stuff with time. Yeah. Um, and I so he the, does it yeah. lops backwards and forwards I love the idea I, I love the the, the cliffhangers are fantastic there's a wonderful cliffhanger where uh, he goes back to meet Leonardo da Vinci hmm. and who turns up but Julian Glover I know can you wonderful, imagine wonderful wonderful yeah. and the bit where Julian Glover not once but twice rips off his human face to reveal his giant uh, kind of congealed spaghetti head but he's like a shrub with a single eye a mo- yeah a kind of cycloptic shrug yeah shrug, shrug. shrug. or even a shrug no cycloptic if I said cycloptic shrug Don't, why I can't believe you fucked it up the first time you went back three, <laughs> fu- three times and fucked it up every time no John I can get it right this time hot hard on I've done it again <laughs> <laughs> other shows strangled yeah, 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 yeah. that's good though um, 
Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I really love this. It's a fantastic show. And you know, you were a big fan of the the, the, the Cleese Bron element. A lot of people retrospectively hit that. I bet at the time it was it was a big deal. It was like ooh, they're kind of two three minutes skit, uh, admiring and kind of critiquing the tortoise as Tom and Lala run through into it and then dematerialize in front of them. That's a fantastic of its time bit of comedy. Also, it's magnificently understated. Yeah, 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 they do it really well. There's a line about the very reason it shouldn't be here is exactly why it should be here. Yeah, and then it proceeds to dematerialize in front of their eyes, okay, yeah. puncturing their pomposity and giving the final kind of punch no, to that point. that's not even the, it doesn't punch the pomposity they go with it it they, they, that's a, and they just go straight face yeah yeah right. exactly that, yeah, that's the wonderful exactly right that's the final payoff like, um, mm. it's, it's, it's a joke in a joke in a joke it's perfect it rules and it rules um, yeah and I uh, a I, lot of people don't like that they get angry with that because it's not Whovian the fuck are they saying well, hang on. I like seeing... It's basically... It looks like uh, Tom and Lala's honeymoon. They're in Paris. The city of romance. They're running around. Had they been mar- Were they married at that stage or were they about to go... I think they got married after that, but they were if definitely... They were, if they, they, they really, weren't married, they were certainly doing it. There was a chemistry there, wasn't yeah. there? Sorry, guys. That yeah. was in, indelicate. But, you know... Have you read his autobiography, by the way? Yes, John certainly Bates? have, yes. We were married for a while. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's that great uh, bit... Just a chapter. It's like a bit where he talks about a very attractive woman meeting him talking to the bar saying do you remember me Tom and he goes can't quite place you he goes we used to be married he, goes, and he, I, he was gobsmacked and then she turns around and walks off and he's like do you know I think we might have been <laughs> yeah, that was a lot to me actually at, at this point it's all working together it's all chiming brilliantly together but it's cheap TV it's working episodically everything is funny it's not a great series though uh, Horns of Nymon uh, Creature from the Pits uh, Destiny of the Daleks I don't have a problem with Horns of Nyman. I won't be praised. Graham Crichton and his it's, 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 they've, got, they, they've got into the notion of doing like some myths yeah. from, from and myths and legends. So they're doing basically the Minotaur. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. Graham Crichton having a very scenery heavy diet. That particular shoot. <laughs> well, that's where you get Graham Crichton. Yeah. He's always good. He always he always delivers too much. Uh, no one can deliver. No one can deliver. No one can deliver the line I have seen two Nymons today quite like Graham Crichton <laughs> <laughs> okay that is niche now um, okay so, but it's also strange it's so, sorry for general listeners this yeah. is about Doctor Who it's yeah. uh, popular welcome back TV uh, broad podcast and science fiction yeah, why are we expecting people who don't give a shit about this to be listening even well, Graham Crichton's a wonderful old Scottish actor who knew how to have it up and he played a he was he was the guy from Waiting for God uh, for God yeah, he was the man of waiting for God. And also in a lot of other. He was films. the he was the mad doctor in Britannia Hospital. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. And lots of well, I can't remember his name. Jesus. Was he also in uh, a very peculiar practice, Doctor Who Link? Yeah, probably was. He Peter played, Davison. He yeah, played the Wazel Doctor. Mm. A much underrated series, but let's not get bogged down in that. No, it's anyway, a much underrated series. It's really good. So now, John, I have a question for you. Go on. What's your favorite Doctor Who episode? Well, I don't know that it is my favorite Doctor Who episode, but, but it's certainly it's the one. That recently has looked like everything I want Doctor Who to sort of so be. You've gone for New Who, and this is the New I've Who. I've gone to the That's what I do. I go for New Who. Um, yeah, I've gone for uh, Hellbent. Oh. The Capaldi episode. Do I mean Heaven Sent? I can't remember. There's one on. There's one in Gallifrey, and there's one in the Magic Time Castle. And it's the Magic Time Castle. The Magic Time Castle one. Let's just call it Magic Time Castle. Great story. I, I've done some research, but I've completely forgotten the name of the, pro- of the thing I'm talking about. Um, 
for I me, think, I think it might be Hellbent. I think it is because Heaven Sent's the one after it. The yeah, slightly, yeah, yeah. slightly embarrassing, inadequate second, yeah. second thing. Um, it's it's sort of everything you want in that. It, it's basically an hour of Peter Capaldi walking around in circles, talking to himself. Yeah. Uh, which, frankly, is all I want from Doctor Who or from anything. I'd listen to that anyway. I'd follow him around. I'd go into budgins after him and just listen to him until buying his eggs. Capaldi. Capaldi. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's he's just great. He's my favourite Doctor. Oh, so now we're getting on the yeah. slightly different kind of Oh thing. yeah, hang on. By the way, I'm doing that. I'm leaping ahead. Yeah. He's my favourite Doctor. Wow. And I, and I thought Tom Baker was my favourite yeah. Doctor. And I also thought that Matt Smith was my favourite Doctor. You did say Matt Smith for a while there. For a long while. But recently, but revisiting the, the Capaldi episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's would just... you not agree, yet again, he's somewhat ill-served by the scripting? Who, Matt Smith or, Both. or Capaldi? But Capaldi? No, 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 no. Capaldi sort of transcends it. There's parts of Capaldi's Doctor that you can see are written that he's struggling against yeah. the bits where he's naturally exuberant and naturally bitter naturally sharp and naturally Capaldi's Doctor's one of the more emotional Doctors actually he hides it well in that sharp Scottish demeanour but he is quite soft one of the, one of the more soft-centred Doctors yeah absolutely um, whereas Tennant's pretend charming one no is, more is second just, chances just horrible yeah he's, he's a, a pretty horrible unpleasant man. nasty he's, he's just that, that kind of guy you work with who is in the sports and is good looking who uh, is quite popular but is actually but you know is a bit of a cunt who the hell do you work with who's popular and into sports hang on that's me yeah that's you <laughs> your dismissal of, of David Tennant is just so own, hatred I'm my own David Tennant yeah your inner David Tennant my inner Tennant you're also oh, your outer David Tennant well I'm thinking of evicting myself um, uh, yeah no I, uh, Matt Smith obviously as we discussed previously in the past yeah yeah previously in the past that's the only way you can discuss things not, not if you're the doctor but uh, carry on yeah exactly um, is ill served he's a fine actor actually he's, a fine, he's a fine actor isn't he and I think he's been given some fucking gubbins to work with I think the thing about Matt Smith is he was one of the of the of the, of the new series one of the least sexual doctors which is a surprise because he's, he's obviously brought in for the teenage girl quotient he's young he's handsome he's kind of you know slightly kind of hipster but he was one of the least sexual one of the seemingly oldest seeming doctors you know he's, for him you could tell he was genuinely alien seeming and his attitude to humans was a bit you know bemused and wry and befuddled he didn't remotely fancy Emmy for example he, in the way that Eccleston and Tennant were meant to fancy Rose yeah 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 and, yeah, and like it or not Capaldi did have flirta- does have flirtatious moments with they call it confounded Ron you clever souffle I, d- I don't think that's the case. Girl. I genuinely don't think if you look back at some of the stories he's there's a thing, there's a freeze on there. He, no, he's a bunkiller. He's, he's it really all the, way, all the way through. There's a great line. Not, where he not says, even a funny uncle. And in, 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 in his first story, when he says, "I'm not your boyfriend," it's it's wonderful. But he he upends that with a wee bit of, "Are we flirting? I'm not." You know, there, there there's little bits of kind of. Really, I don't do that. Really stale. Are we flirting? I don't do that. <laughs> That's what he says. Um, I won't do that impression. And his full jealousy about, about her boyfriend as well. Do whatever you need to do with him. Kiss him and blah blah. You know, there's a wee bit of I'm a guy slightly put out by another man. Um, but he, but he I, 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 I don't know if I buy that. Okay, okay. To be honest, um, I, I, like I say, I think I, it's I the ring really as opposed to Capaldi's performance. Um, but we should probably get back onto Hellbound, which is where we were before. Well, Capaldi's pos- finest hour, possibly, or finest fifty minutes. I think I think the show's finest hour. Everyone says Blink, but I don't know. It, the thing about Blink is that it gets rid of David Tennant for an hour. 
Um, and that's why people like it. Um, it, should, it should be called Blink and Relax. Yeah, Blink and Relax. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But uh, Capaldi is the opposite thing. You get him on his own for a friggin' hour, just walking around. And it's amazing. It's an amazing idea. It's an amazing conceit as a children's television yeah, yeah. program that it can be a meditation on grief that it's also a sort of weird gothic fairy tale, that it's also got these science fiction tropes that actually work, that it also works as an idea whereby there is a mechanism in place and it all slots perfectly into in, into view. It's, it's a steel trap of a, of a script. I'm not sure it all works. No. I'm not sure, I'm not sure it's consistent all the way through. Yeah. But his bravara, and I say the word bravara, do I mean bravaro? I don't know. Bravura. Uh, Bravura uh, performance is extraordinary. And there's still jutting moffatisms that come out all the time. But he manages to, sub- to supplement them into, into the performance. Generally speaking, this is sublime. Do you know what I think is really good about it? It's like, it's basically a monologue and it's all exposition. And he manages to get that subtlety and shade and kind of yeah. drama. But I think what he's doing is running around a magic time castle talking to himself. That's essentially the script. A magic time castle. Magic time castle. Yeah. Inside a frisbee. Yeah. And also, even the cheap and slightly kind of unbelievable payoff doesn't ruin the kind of the beauty of that 45 minutes that's just gone. Mm. You know, and the whole idea of him being there for billions of years just to get something that they could easily just have asked him. And there's a bit in the, in the episode afterwards where someone goes, well, we could have just asked him. Well, watched it again quite recently. Uh, and the doctor says, I can remember it all every time. Um, yeah. But it takes him at least 7,000 years to work out, to work out yeah. what's going on. And then what? He's just stuck in this grid doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. You know, he always has to do it. Also, you know, where do the clothes come from? That's the thing of puzzles. There's me. a secondary set yeah. of clothes. Unless the Time Lords placed. Well, yeah, exactly. You, you just go. Well, the Time Lords did it. Magic Time Clothes. But, but I mean, that 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 takes it out of the mechanism. Also, you know, yeah. there's a billion skulls in the lake outside. But they're all meant to be the and doctors, he has aren't to, they? He has to push his own skull yeah. out every time. So it means at some point he's complicit in the whole yeah, mechanism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He has to after seven thousand years or after whatever. Yeah. He has to. He has to work out. Well, I have to do this over and over again for no reason because the reason I'm doing this yeah. doesn't make any but sense. Admit, the, 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 but yeah. that said, the payoff for the next episode, Hell Bent, where he goes, I had a duty of care, and he did all this to protect and try and get back Clara from her death, which is what this. We sound like nerds now. Um, sound like nerds do it. It's one of the most thrilling things I've ever seen on television, yeah. and that's entirely down. To Peter Capaldi that's, and what he's doing in that. That's scene. the difference between you and me. I think Capaldi is extremely underwhelming. I think what happens after that great episode is ex- just pulls you up from under me. And I, I kind of the jeopardy that he was experiencing there seems for so little in the next episode. I also it was the first Doctor. I looked forward to seeing what he was wearing e- each episode. I had a sartorial interest in what he was wearing. Well, he was dressed as you sometimes, except yeah. when he went for the hoodies. In your magician wear. <laughs> now you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you say it still, because I'm a shit magician. Is that, hang on, is that your erotic style? Is that what you do in the bedroom? Now you see it? No, you don't. Is that your, is that your come on to the Uh I wish it was that smooth. All right. <laughs> it's now you say it. I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> it's usually how it goes. 
Should I do my joke? I've got a joke about it. A Doctor Who joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. It's not even a Doctor Who joke. Oh god. Um, Right, okay. Uh, So the Time Lords are just trying to get the. uh, Punishing the Doctor for four billion years just to try and get the secret of the hybrid out of him. Um, That's a long time to work out about the new Mitsubishi Outlander. Uh, Easy to charge, sublime to drive, and a joy to live with. It's a hybrid car. Yeah. that's what I'm trying to do there that's a joke that's very intricately constructed it was very poor and, and it's predicated on a previous knowledge of the hybrids yeah well that's why I had to basically give away the, that, I had yeah. to wait, really give away the farm on that one but I like it though I like it well I don't now I liked it at the time when I wrote it but now I feel bad you might think that's clunking but equally do you don't think the concept of, of the hybrid that Stephen Moffat was clearly running out of uh, catchy story ideas by that stage the hybrid is me but not me. Yeah. Me. It's a different but person. It's the two of you together. You're dangerous together. Yeah. As if the doctor's never had a companion which went off on misadventures and made an idiot of himself. What a, how about McCoy and uh, Sylvester McCoy's doctor and Ace? Were they not the hybrid as well? Yeah. In fact, if anything, you could argue Sylvester McCoy's doctor was a lot more dangerous to the universe than Peter Capaldi's was. Also, Ace was. She was a fucking explosives maniac. She was a fucking pyromaniac. Yeah, she was trying to kill people. She's, all a, time. she's a very localized danger, usually, you know. Yeah, but still. Nitro 9. I believe that's what it was called. Hang I on. know for uh, well another bit where he goes, uh, uh, the Daleks could never uh, would would never be part of the hybrid. They wouldn't allow it. And then <laughs> there was an, uh, another episode where they be- they yeah. joined with humans, so they would allow yeah, for yeah, a yeah. hybrid. And also the, the the first Daleks we we, we actually meet in the Eccleston era I won't do that accident. are are made from humans. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Yeah, glaring flaws. Glaring flaws. That's your own story. Moffat doesn't give two fucks about continuity. He loves fanboy references, but he hits continuity. Yeah, I think that's fine. I, I, I'm, I'm the same, and I think Gates is the same. But the OCD, Gates doesn't give two. Gates, Gates, he doesn't. He doesn't give two hoots. He doesn't does give he? two flying ice warrior maidens for fucking. Uh, um, Love just makes things up just out of badness. He knows out, that monsters out, made out, out of fun. monsters made out of sleep dust. Why not? Do it. Fuck it. Let's Make, do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Make it happen. Although, having said that, I used to have a healthy disrespect for Gaitis. Having seen his episodes, I quite like them now. I have a healthy disrespect for Gaitis, but it's healthy. Yeah, it's... Why yeah. wouldn't you? It, it, um, it's burgeoning and it's... I watch Robo of Sherwood. It's alright. <laughs> I quite like it. I like his, both his Ice Warrior stories. Mm. I think they're badly resolved. I, I, I don't mind. Well, the only thing I don't like about the, uh, the, the, the Dalek episode, The Victory of the Daleks, which... I thought was ace. World War Two Daleks on on the Allies the side. Spitfires on the moon. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. But no. the bit where stupid comic book. Yeah, the bit where they're lying down and the man's t- the, the the man has turned into an android has turned into a bomb. Bill and going, the wonderful oh, Paisley. Yeah. Do you ever have a feel something ter- terribly sexy? And then he's going, oh, there was this one girl, Dorabella, and I'm like, Dorabella? Who's called Dorabella? What that's is, nonsense. That's shocking. What do you call an actor, Bill? Bill Patterson. Bill Patterson, fantastic actor. Wonderful actor. Someone who I often once thought would make a great doctor. No. But again, he was wasted in that episode. Much in the same way that David Warner was completely wasted in the Ice Warrior episode written by Geddes. Was David Warner once uh, uh, a potential Doctor Who? He should have been a potential Doctor Who. Do you not He'd think? have been a fantastic Amazing Doctor Who. Amazing Doctor Who. But I can't think of a bad thing he's done. He was even good in Star Trek. I haven't seen him in Star Trek. Oh, he was a, a Borg or something, wasn't he? Yeah. Let's not cross the street. Let's not cross it. We're doing yeah, too yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. So those are our favourite episodes. Um, uh... It does raise a question. Uh, you, you say 
Peter Capaldi is your favourite doctor? I, I think so. I want to ask you a question, John. Who's your least favourite doctor? Oh, you asshole. Why would ask. you say that? Well, you've, you've given me a favourite. Give me the parameters of your kind of like and dislike. I like them all. They're all special. They're like all, they're all your children. They're, they're all my children. All the doctors are your children. Um, really? Or I even mean, who's here? Or maybe who was least who, least well served? Who's least well served? Yeah. You know who it is. Baker. It's Baker. Colin. Baker. Paul Baker. You have to feel fucking sorry for him. Yeah, he's, he's not. Sorry. He's not a brilliant actor. No. Um, he's dressed. He's dressed like a clown. Yeah. Um, he, well. he piled on the fucking pounds. He did. Um, he's got a fucking perm. All of which we witnessed. Doctor Perm. Yeah, we sat through six hours of Trial of a Time Lord. Oh, his big comeback quite well, recently. Well, you say we sat through that. I remember approximately an hour and a half. It started strong. Of each, se- <laughs> of each session. Yeah. We we were drinking a lot of red wine, and uh, I don't remember anything beyond. I remember going. Joan Sims getting electrocuted dressed as Boudicca. Um Do you not remember? Oh look, there's Honor Blackman. Are those no, water tops? <laughs> and then Oblivion. All the Blackman was in it. Ooh, and then there was how like, exciting. And then we kind of were drowned in a tsunami of cheap red wine, I believe. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that cheap. Um, but one of the extras on that DVD was uh, 1986, uh, one of those kind of pebble mill programmes that used right. to be on in the daytime. And they were they did a piece on the future of Doctor Who with Pip and Jim Baker. Oh, God. Those two old stalwarts who may have written some of the worst Doctor Who episodes ever. They were like a writing couple from the 80s. And they were, they were on defending the new Who, which was Trial of a Time Lord. And a, a young Chris Chibnall was sitting in prosecution in the audience I remember uh, the Doctor Who uh, well, the, the Merseyside should, Doctor we Who we should say it. that uh, um, Chris Chibnall is now the showrunner of Doctor Who he's taking the reins and will be inducting the new Who come I don't know when it starts um, uh, Jodie Whittaker who you know fingers crossed is going to be great um, but I don't know I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of his work. I don't like anything he's done. I did Dr. watch. Ray. I did watch. Um, uh, Dinosaurs on a spaceship. No, 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 not that one. The the two parts with the Silurians. Oh, Hungry uh, Earth. Hungry and, Earth and, and Cold Blood. In Cold Blood. Um, yesterday, so you'd think I'd remember the name of where, Hungry uh, Earth. Where Kevin and Perry's dad plays a Silurian. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know about. Um, <laughs> They're not. It's not great. It's shockingly bad. I tend, well, it's not shockingly bad. It's, Do you know what it is? What it is is perfunctory. It, it's a Torchwood story about the Doctor Who. Yeah, that's sort of what it is like. Um, it's it, it. What it is is a romp. It's a series of of of, of edits and 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 climaxes moving towards an ultimate goal. Um, but there's no idea, you know, about Hell uh, Hellbent. Is that it's not normal television and it is idea based it's just huge it's a huge it's, idea it's abnormal television it's, a, it's, yeah. it's 50 minutes of it's aberrant uh, yeah. te- television yeah. television doesn't look like this um, and, and whereas whereas the Chibnall stuff always looks like television yeah. it always looks like 24 Chibnall's trying to work out what he's writing he, he's literally a couple of paragraphs ahead of us in the script you know? I, th- I think it's I think it's too worked out I think that's it I think he's like he's gone on a course somewhere and learned how to write and is just doing the writing. But then he always drops clangers. Like there's a terrible bit where the Celerine does a voiceover, and then our people spoke. I was like, something would never have happened at all. There never would happen under the under the control of a better writer. He isn't sure of himself. He brings in these lazy devices. May not be writing on the new show. So when when is the showrunner not written for the show and not indeed owned the fucking entire narrative of the show? Russell T. 
didn't just write his own script he wrote everyone else's scripts as well rewrote everyone else's did you see Broadchurch uh, no actually I didn't no no no, no I don't know anything about it but people tell me it's competent and, and, and work competent well yeah yeah I mean, people, well, people rush up to him in the street and say you know Broadchurch competent I people keep bothering me with that shit though. Jesus I've heard you, it you yes. over there yes it's competent I get it back it's, off it fulfills adequately all the tropes of, of one of those that one of those kind of shows is, is, is that's my worry that yeah. it's just going to be a trope filling exercise totally tropical um, which will probably be incredibly popular because I, that's what people like I have to say I think Jodie Whittaker is a fantastic choice for Doctor yep. and I will admit I'm always slow for change but I get there in the end you, do, you were not a fan of my first reaction was Come on! It wasn't through any kind Come of. Come on! Wasn't through any kind of misogyny. It was just. A, a, uh, well, you say it wasn't through any kind of misogyny. Well, maybe it was a late misogyny. Maybe I, I will admit that. But uh, my first reaction was, the doctor's not a woman. He's never been a woman. So I, I was kind of going again in the same way that I didn't want him to be, to be Michael Jackson. Was, he can't be a woman. But then the more I thought of it, the, the more I realised that doesn't really fucking matter what gender the doctor is. You know, and uh, there's, he's got a friend. He's alien. If anything. He, he's alien. What? He's an alien. It. Uh, they. They're an alien. The, are you, get, the, you have to get your pronouns right oh, now. Damn it, you're, you're, yeah. Okay. The doctor. They is an alien. They're, they're an alien. They is an alien. No, don't say they is an alien. Well, it's not they is. No, what is Just it? Just go there. They are. They be. They, they be are. an alien. They be an alien. No, they are. What's What's hard about this? So let me get this straight. <laughs> you have to say they. The doctor. No, they. They is an alien. Yeah. No, not. <laughs> just, just forget. They it. are. They are. Forget alien. it, Granddad. Yeah, you're out of the loop. I know. I I I think it's a very straight. You're shame. no longer in the. The, coop. the doctor's changed gender, but it's still the doctor. Yeah, but fine. Okay. Um, she be an alien. She be an alien. Yeah. Let's and, hope she's and not Bra- a sex. Bradley Walsh be a man. Let's hope she. <laughs> let's do what comes naturally, like only we can. Oh my God! Let's not. Let's, no, 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 let's no, not, no. That's never gonna happen. That was an ill time. That, that was a terrible <laughs> thing to say. I was referring to. That's what you've done. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. You've ruined this whole thing. You brought me to the brink. I didn't want to do that. I we're going to go move into the poetry corner, and you've done that. I was about to make the spur of defence and endorsement of Jodie Whittaker as the new. No, doctor. no, 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 no. What you've done I've is isolate it. her as a sexy envelope. I've shot all over that. Yeah. Shall we do uh, the poetry corner? Is there any point? I think I've ruined this podcast. I think you have, Jodie Whittaker. If you're listening, I think you're going to be a fantastic doctor. Uh, I think they are great, John. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, I I think you're gonna be fantastic. Can't <laughs> think about Bradley Walters for Jenna. that's that's better. <laughs> that's progressive at least. But I also instantly think will be a great addition to the show. That's the thing. Everyone, oh Bradley Walsh, what? Yeah. Oh, he's a game show host. Oh, he's gonna be fucking brilliant. He actually has acting chops. He's he's a proper fucking. Actor. I can't speak for the two fucking glossy kind of pretty know. teenagers. I don't know about well. the children. But um, and, 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 and have you seen the early? Is this, is this us being old again? Yeah, well, being we prejudiced against young people. <laughs> so we, we hit change. I'm not. Before. I like change. I wanted. I wanted a, a female doctor yeah. for fucking years. Change, John. I'm and not, I got one, and she seems good. I'm not before time. Don't don't do the thing. <laughs> it doesn't I don't. Let me just make my point and then make do it. it. Okay, okay, go, go. Do it. Do it at the end. Go, go, okay, go. Um, I wanted a female doctor for years. I I think it's a fantastic choice. I think she'd be really good. Um. And I like Bradley Walsh. I don't know about the other two because obviously I've not seen any of their work ever. Um, but I think it could be great. The adverts and things they've been doing for it have been fucking feeble. Garish. A garish, ludicrous, you know, look at, like, like looking tie-in or something like this. Uh, look in magazine. Very, that's that's very, a 1970s yeah. uh, reference. Very kind of 80s fonts. Swishy pastel 80s fonts. Yeah, yeah, that bit where she's hand, she's got a sort of... Uh, 
honey-coloured um, uh, screwdriver, screwdriver that looks driver. like she's just passing you a lozenge. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think it'll be good. Well, I don't think it'll be good. I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping it'll be good. I'm sure it won't be the fault of the actors if it isn't. I think it'll be the fault it's just squarely and directly on the shoulders, the pigeon shoulders of Chris Chibnall. But wait, hang on, Joe. But I don't worry about change. Because changes, I've re- I fucking <laughs> blur. What the hell? Because of change, John, and not before time. Oh, that was actually a shit link into it. Yeah, hang you on. totally confounded hang on, me. Hang, there. hang on, hang on. Do this again. Go. Uh, uh, um, hang on. <laughs> Further confound our listener. Go on. But I tell you what, I'm not worried about. Yeah. Change, John, and not before time. It's not a moment too soon. I'm not a moment too soon. Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> This very quickly, one more time. What don't you regret, John? Or what, what are you not... Um, are you now prompting me to do the thing? Yeah, what, what, what are you not perturbed about? Uh, but I tell you, I'm not worried about. I changed, John. And I'm not a moment... <laughs> <laughs> not a moment too soon, okay? Right. No, hang on. Let's do this properly. You okay. can edit this out. Okay, okay, okay. Right. I, but I tell you what I'm not worried about. Changed, John. I'm not a moment too... S- <laughs> I keep on saying I'm not before time. And not a moment too soon. And not a moment too soon. Let's just leave it there. You're a very egotistical young woman, John. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my cleavage, Doctor, while, I, while you change into another man. Three eyes and one sentence. That's a change into another woman. Um, let's edit all of this out. Um, we can do that. James, I don't know, James right. Mason is the Doctor. Oh my God, James, James Mason is the Doctor. Oh, here, John. I heard that uh, Jimmy Nesbitt was offered the role of Doctor Who, but then he got cold feet. Oh, that's actually true. It's a true story. It's a true story. Um, you can Wikipedia that if you don't you believe us. The, the time scale doesn't really work out, but it is true. Nevertheless. Uh, right, Joe, should we go to the poetry corner? Speaking of uh, distressing Doctor Who uh, yeah, analogies. Yeah, yeah. So this week it's going to be slightly different because we're both going to do the poetry. It's a shared experience. Yep, it's a, shared it's experience. a duet. Um, we're going to be doing the lyrics to Doctor in Distress. Yeah. Um, which was a terrible idea. Yeah. It was shocking. It was. It was. Can uh, talk about it, Joe? Give us the benefit well, of your wisdom. But well, from what I understand about it, it was a single that got to the high seventies. To be fair to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the charts, uh, it was a charity single to raise funds and awareness. Of the fact that Doctor Who had been cancelled, John's away for a wee. Will I uh, fill in here? Turn the light on. It's a little quite dark. Um, so it, it, Colin Baker's show was cancelled because the new controller of BBC One hated Doctor Who. Uh, Mike, Michael Gray, scar chomping, uh, sky on is a sky on or ski on? I can never know how to pronounce that. Sky on or skiing? Sky on. It's a skin. Cyan. Is it cyan? Cyan. Like yeah. an iron. Yeah, well, yeah, it's <laughs> Sign of the Grade family. I was on a Skyon. No, have no. you got Skyon, mate? No, that's Rupert Murdoch. Not the, um, yeah, yeah. okay. Move okay. it on. Move it on. So yes, anyway, it was cancelled, and there was a a tepid effort to get to, to get it back. A tepid so, effort. So uh, high energy DJ Ian Levine uh, <laughs> and Doctor Who superfan, self appointed custodian of the Who legacy back then, and now not too keen on a female Doctor, but that's another story. Um, well, he has issues in that area. Got together the greatish and the goodish. To make and this, the baddish and the baddish and frankly the evilish at some points and the downright dastardly the yeah. downright uh, abominable frankly um, to make this charity single which is one of the most amazing things I've ever heard yeah it's extraordinary that's fair to say isn't it yeah I think so 
Um, okay, well, let's not waste too much time. Without much further ado. Yeah, this is uh, these are lyrics to uh, uh, Doctor in Distress. And it's a duet. We are <laughs> like... Um... Hang on, we need to do the song. Yeah. But it needs to be John and Joe's poetry call. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so, John, hang on, are you going to do it? I'm clearing my throat. Um, okay. John, John and Joe's poetry corner. It's a materialising. Yeah, it's good. 18 months is too long to wait. Bring back the doctor, don't hesitate. It was a cold, wet night in November. 22 years ago. There was a police box in a junkyard. We didn't know where it would go. An old man took two teachers. <laughs> Turn off. Into time and space. It started off a legend. No other could replace. Doctor, Doctor in, in distress. distress. Let's, Let's all answer, answer his, his SOS. Doctor in distress. Bring him back now. We won't take less. There were evil metal creatures who tried to exterminate. <laughs> Inside each of their casings was a bubbling lump of hit. We met cybernetic humans with no feelings at all. Warriors of the ice who stood over seven feet tall. Bring him back now. We won't take less. If we stop his travels, he'll be in a mess. The galaxy will fall to evil once more. With nightmarish monsters fighting a war. Uh, John's gone for a wee. I shall carry on. I've gone for a wee. I've got some more wine. Supporters who didn't make it to the recording session. Hang, hang on, on, hang on, hang on. That's not it. That's the lyrics. That's like, Jesus who's Christ. Who's a you put the footnotes alongside the lyrics. You fucked it all up. <laughs> <laughs> this is appalling. We've learned to accept six doctors with companions by their side. When they were faced with danger, they didn't run and hide. There was a brigadier and a master. <laughs> and a canine computer. Canine computer. Each screaming girl. Just hope that a yeti wouldn't shoot her. Right, that's the end of that then. Um, Is that the end of the song? That's the end of the song. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's three verses. It didn't chart, I believe. It didn't chart, no. Um, Joe, do you want to tell us who the uh, people who, on, who well, were actually on the song? It was a veritable who's it's what? Like, it was a cornucopia. Yeah. It was a veritable who's that? A corn who hopia. Yeah. Who the hell's that of, of, of people from the Mid-80s? Included uh, <laughs> comedian, or as they used to say, comedian. Right. Faith Brown. Oh yeah, I remember. Was she the one that was that appeared in Attack of the Cybermen, or was that the other comedian impersonator? She was the one who was. Jan, uh, Jan, 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 there was Jan. a Janet Brown. They were both sort of alike, but Faith was the bustier of the pair. Really? And yeah. Janet, but they were both impersonators, weren't they? Or, yeah, I, say, I, I don't say that sexistly. I mean, that was pretty much. No, you said sexily. Well, thank you. I, I, you know, that's pretty much her angle. Yeah. Uh, what an angle. Wow. Uh, angle angle. Bobby G from Bucks Fizz. Mm -hmm. The the original, not to be confused with David Van Day, who was also there. Yes, he was Dollar. also there, yeah. The unusually cruel and ugly David Van Day. Uh, Justin Hayward from the Moody Blues. Who should know better. Who should know better. Rick Buckler, the drummer from The Jam. Who shouldn't know better. And didn't. And not to mention sultry, gap-toothed soul sensation, Phyllis Nelson. Yeah. Move. Ooh. 
closer. I'll tell you with the supporters as well for Ian Levine's campaign, um, who didn't actually make it onto the record but were there for the video, all sent their apologies. Um, and that included uh, Holly Johnson uh, from Frankly Goes to Hollywood. Right on the love train. Uh, Black Lace I do, do, do. from Black Lace. Uh, Two thirds of tight fit, but not uh, the delectable Cary Grant, and um, Gary Glitter, guilty as charged, who had dislocated his shoulder. I won't ask how. <laughs> oh dear, it was, it was a terrible idea. Apparently, with it almost it almost ruined Dean Levine's career, which is which is something. Saying something yeah. That's something. Yeah, you can take something from that. Have you mentioned right. Harry music with Nicholas Courtney on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do another fun fact Go Okay um, Sylvester McCoy Was once a bodyguard For the Rolling Stones Despite Being five foot five You could say He was under their thumb You could, could say that yeah Small That's good Tom yeah. thumb yeah yeah that's, uh, that's thinking on your feet there That's really like that. work, that's work in the room man um, I'll do another one quickly because, Go shoot shoot Because I've got them in front of me um, the roar of the Yetis in the web of fear was achieved by slowing down the sound of a flushing toilet. Oh, there you go. So, I, th- I, th- uh, I thought you were going to say the roar of the Yeti, the smell of the crowd. But uh, but that wouldn't have been a fun fact. That would have been just a fun fact. Something okay. to say. An off sequitur, really. To fill up stage. space in, your, <laughs> and time? in the world. And time, maybe. But not, not, not time. It did take up some time. Yeah, Far yeah. too much time. Tell me this, John, are you, are you in love with the idea of the sonic screwdriver? That kind of seems to be the kind of... Well, the Harry Potter sonic screwdriver. The kind of get out of jail every episode. It doesn't really do that anymore. I mean, yeah. I think they've wised up a bit. There yeah. was a, there was a point time in time. The yeah. was flashing at a boat. Yeah, that'll do. Anything's happening now. Uh-uh. Um, but I think they, they, they referenced that in the, uh, in, the, in, in the special where John Hurt turned up and went, Why, why are you... Why are you flashing that around? Yeah, it's yeah. a scientific instrument. Delicate scientific instrument. Yeah. Um, that's not a very good, John. <laughs> uh, impression, was it? What was you that? Said, you suddenly got drunk character that uh, Paul White used yeah, to yeah. play on the... With my reputation. And do you know? I was quite, quite drunk. I was quite, quite drunk. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think it's nonsense. And uh, but But I will take it a million times yeah. over a sonic pair of fucking sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, a million times. And when he and when he puts them on uh, the first Doctor's uh, heads and that final episode, which I think is lovely, twice upon a time, beautiful piece of Doctor Who. Yeah, all right, yeah. The bridge between old and new, uh, and the regeneration <laughs> of Jodie Whittaker, old and old, sorry, new and newer. Oh, by the way, that's a great regeneration. Yeah, when, uh, when uh, the Tardis uh, rejects uh, her. Well, hang on. Whoa, 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 that's whoa, what I'm saying. That, no, my, my, my focus was on her just arriving and going brilliant um, yeah. in, in a great voice and looking fabulously pleased. I was getting excited about everything. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I, I, again, Chibnall, you know, falling into the, the hands of the fans by having a revicted for the TARDIS and people going, Lady Driver. Yeah. Um, oh, but but there, there's also a strain of fandom, and it is strange, that uh, talks about the reject, rejecting, TARDIS is rejecting a woman doesn't recognise a female mm-hmm. at the wheel so to speak well because women are jealous and can't get on in the workplace you know how they are you know you know how they because are because the town is a lady yeah. as they are um, but uh, well that's bullshit yeah. so fuck it um, I'm sure it'll be fine I want your hopes for the future are you still going to watch it are you John are you still a Doctor Who fan the fact we just spent the past hour talking about it 
Should, does, does that suggest that we love it, or are we just picking apart and constantly dissecting something well, that we've that, that, that we've lost? Are we, di- are we, are we dis- dissecting yeah. our carcass? Yeah. Um, That's what I was trying to say in so many words. Uh, Purely. Of course, I'm going to watch it. Don't be ridiculous. Why wouldn't I? I'm really um, invested and really interested in it, and it's 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 my program, um, in a strange way. Yeah, I remember going back and reading like. Uh, the target like, like the, the Marvel Captain Britain comics, which have oh, uh, Abstom Dak yeah. in them. Target, uh, Dalek Slayer. Um, and uh, talk about uh, niche. Well, that's that's a bit. Well, it's canon now. It's in the show. It was in time. Um, it was in time. Yeah. yeah, but um, you know, it's it, it 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 filters in. It's everywhere, and it has always been everywhere. I, I really like that that the, even the fucking terrible. Yeah, well, but how it, could I not want to be another a, a part of it again? Yeah. One size fits all. Yeah, you can crew bar, crime fiction, science fiction, Victoriana. It, it, it'll take anything. It's right, and I'm philosophical. If I don't like this person who's playing the Doctor, I might like the next one. Another it's one not... will come along. Yeah. Unlike a translink bus, there will be a new Doctor along. Okay. That, now that is niche. You just, <laughs> just alienated all of our English followers, um, and uh, got a big punch in the air. Unless they too, unless they too have terrible public transport. Well, they do. You know, and it costs a lot more. Um, right, so hang on. Before we peg out on this one. Before we dematerialise. Dematerialise. Um, should we talk about, we sat down for two weekends to watch A Trial of a Time Lord. Armed with nothing but trepidation and lots of cheap red wine. Yeah. Um, Trial of a Time Lord, Joe, do you want to describe what it is? Oh, Christ. Um, it's the comeback of Doctor Who, as, as was then. Uh, Colin Baker regenerated from Peter Davison he wasn't well liked his character was written to be violent and unpredictable and people were shocked by this personality change in the Doctor the ratings were poor it was cancelled by the then Director General of the BBC Michael Grades uh, went off air for an hour and a half and in the interim uh, the song you heard is both delicately trilling earlier on Doctor in Distress was released to demand its, its, its return it came back in the form of Trial of a Time Lord a 14 part Epic, inverted commas, featuring a, a chubbier, uh, curlier, more ludicrously dressed Colin Baker than ever before. The running gag was, this is about a trial of a time lord, and Doctor Who is literally on trial. Do you yeah. see what they were doing there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so John and I sat with the box set. <laughs> uh, we got very drunk very quickly, but there was moments. I don't know. I, I think the openings are good. Uh, Sabalon Dax. Sabalon Dax, he's great. Is it Dax? Sabalon Dax, doesn't it? Um, Sabalon Jex or something. Charles Jack are confusing Tony it. Selby anyway it's good of that Tony Selby um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's fantastic the Arthur Daly of space um, uh, obviously you've got uh, Michael Jaston my favourite actor as the Valyard as the Valyard um, or Junkyard as he's once uh, uh, oh, Yard uh, at some point yeah, as well it's, 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 it's embarrassingly poor text hilarious epithets yeah. um, but Jason is there with his flinty tones and his cobalt face and his plastic fucking shower cap with the ears cut out yeah, the, the going, Doctor are... I don't even think I know what you're talking about That's... and Linda Bellingham is Bisto the, Lady the Oxo mum yeah. you know, not Bisto Lady she Oxo or Bisto who's that Bisto Lady I don't think she did any Bisto what a remarkable work. faux pas on my part she's the Oxo mum uh, the Oxo mum the matriarch of the Oxo um, mum is uh, the the boss of the trial she's the judge she's a uh... She actually went on to star in a bunch of big finishes, but that's another. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't want to go down that road. Yeah. Um, 
also the, the great thing about the, the courtroom, courtroom scenes, of which there are very few and there were far too many of the other yeah. things, is that there are obviously a series of two rows of extras in the it's background. Like a, the gallery of yeah. the, uh, all wearing Time Lord yeah. collars. And, and they're kind of all medicated extras. Yeah, they're, yeah. Kinda, all, they're, all, they're all slightly soporific or, or on something. And they turn around, and, but they're meant to lend gravitas to the courtroom. And it's, a, and it's a bunch of middle-aged men, sleepy middle-aged men in cheap uh, kind of cowl props. So what it is, is a, is a series of very poorly conceived uh, episodes strung together <laughs> by this <laughs> trial of, uh, you know, uh, the Doctor looking indignant and saying, oh, that's outrageous, you can't say that. And that Vanio going, oh, I can't say that. My dear Doctor, yeah. you've just signed your own death uh, warrant. Yeah, yeah. And then he proceeds to not uh, sign his own death yeah, warrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very poor. I mean, it's got Joan Sims as a sort of ginger Bodicea. Otter Blackman. Or Bodica, a- if you if you will. Um, Otter Blackman as a spiky botanist. I mean, that's not Doctor Who, is it? Spiky botanist. A spiky space botanist? That's Bergerac. Space botanist, John. Yeah. This could be Bergerac. Prefix the word space all as well. I don't know. I, I, you know, I can remember almost none of it. <laughs> we, we sat there for hours watching. We got more and more drunk, but we did enjoy... It's not even the drunkenness. It was just so poor. But what did come through was the, the Bob Holmes stuff was infinitely more interesting than the rest of it that's the thing you get a, a proper writer in there he makes it good Robert Holmes wrote some of the uh, classic Doctor Who stories Pip and, Jane, but Pip and Jane Baker wrote a lot of this Pip and Jane Baker are also responsible for the Sylvester McCoy debut Time in the Rally yeah 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 commonly regarded as one of the worst Doctor Who stories of all time the one where Sylvester McCoy dressed up as Colin Baker and regenerated into Sylvester McCoy that's not that's not Sylvester's fault Colin, Colin wouldn't turn up well after Trial of a Time Lord and Doctor was finally dropped or Colin Baker was finally dropped uh, he refused to come back to do the regeneration scene quite right but that doesn't really matter anymore it doesn't really happen these days does it what do you mean well they regenerate actually I'm talking balls well, if you, yeah, you think about David you, Tennant you, you regenerating it, yeah. they bolted on an extra 50 minutes so he can wander around yeah. with a fucking face like he just shat yeah. himself staring or, or at people but do you remember Eccleston's regeneration after the first series do you remember, do you remember watching it I remember feeling quite Sad modeling about Eccleston going. He suddenly, uh, you know what? You that's were fantastic. Not, that's you were not fan- meant to happen. Yeah. You oh. were fantastic, but you know what? So was I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my ass. Um, he didn't say that though. That was uh, dropped from the script. I think at the last minute. What my ass? My ass. Well, he should have done it. Would be, would be appropriate for his character. And then, David by Tennant- the way, that's not the that's the that's not that would have been the first ass in Doctor Who. Yeah. Do you know when the first, the second arse in Doctor Who is? Is that anything to do with Alex Kingston? No, although that she <laughs> does regard, she does regard her own bottom. Yeah, um, but she is also a complete arse. Uh, the Doctor it? in Hellbent is advised to get off his arse. By whom? By um, by Clara Oswald, the dead Clara Oswald, dead Clara Oswald. who's Oswald. in his mind. The girl who could. Yeah. The, uh, whatever who the, souffle, the souffle girl who, who, who could and waited and, and could have done all yeah, these things I was a bad woman. actually did end up waiting because she became a, I think a, Stephen Moffat was the only person Stephen Moffat was more in love with Clara Stephen Moffat thought we were in love with Clara the way that he was and the audience wasn't in love with Clara I, I he think was. he got the message eventually which is why he brought in Bill um, he got the message eventually he gave her a fucking time travelling space diner what are you going to do you spent half your budget on the annoying girl from Game of Thrones who can't act <laughs> You've got uh, Clara Oswald dressed as a, a waitress in a time travelling space diner. In a, 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 a time travelling space diner, you know, just 
be thankful that they never made that sequel. It's out there. You know, you know, he's thinking about it. Yeah. You know, he wants that and to I'll happen. Say, well, the well, class failed. In the same way, was it? Big, Biddy Piper uh, doing um, Rose Tyler Earth Force. <laughs> But but Russell T thought it was a spin-off too far. <laughs> I love the fact. But also, typical Russell T, he couldn't let uh, Rose's character alone. He had to give her her own doctor, drip through David Tennant's fighting hands. Remember that? This hand's a fighting hand. That oh, terrible yes. line where I first realised. Oh, yes. Where I realised very early on, we've made a terrible mistake with Tennant. <laughs> this hand's a fighting hand. And he went on. That's another thing I've learned about myself. Yeah. No more second chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that hand that was coming. That's the kind of man I am. <laughs> Even though I've been asleep in a dressing gown. He's for an seven annoying, hours. flirty. Ooh, that's Uma. Yeah, ooh, yeah. I do two things: angry. I think, and ooh, I think it's fair to say, John, that neither of us are fans of David Tennant. In retrospect, funnily enough, at the time, I loved the idea of Tennant. Yeah, absolutely. And at the time, I didn't like Matt Smith. And at the time, I wasn't keen on Capaldi and how it turned out. But looking back, Tennant's the worst of the bunch. He really is. Uh, it's probably not his fault because he's massively indulged. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but I'll be, I'll be, well, I mean, I say no, but yeah, yeah. Alonso! Oh, yeah. So, how are we going to wrap this up? We've agreed the tenant is the worst. We both love Tom Baker, <coughs> but we kind of agree that Peter Capaldi is the finest doctor. And we're both quietly confident about Jodie Whittaker's doctor, but slightly quivering around our space time continuums about well, Chris Chibnall I think we're, we're, we're all very keen on, on her but we're, and we're all keen on Bradley but we're not keen on Chris Chibnall no. um, I think that's fair I don't see there's any problem with that yeah. um, right so uh, I, th- I think we should say for, uh, that Paul McGann was ill served I think Paul, Paul, Paul McGann was underrated the most underrated of the doctors he should have come back should have done more will do more hopefully in the future um, did you see Paul McGann's eight-minute eight short that was the prelude to the 30th. Of course I did, yeah. Well, he was fantastic. Yeah, of course he was. That was the best eight minutes of Doctor Who hitherto I'd seen during the new kind of revival of it. He was wonderful. The only problem with that is that I uh, that I thought was that he he uh, he changed. He changed into John Hurt at the end. At the end of it, but that was that was part which of which means you don't get to see an older Paul McGann. No, no. So you don't. That was never, gutting. Yeah. You never get to see another Paul McGann unless unless you get like a retrospective, the, the of, slightly more weathered-looking uh, yeah. David Tennant like you did later on. Yeah. You, yeah. You could tell there was a difference. He's yeah. kept the weight off, but his Look, eyes. But he still looks good. He looked for a man in his mid fifties. He, he looks. He looked tired. Um, oh, t- McGann. Yeah. 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 No, oh no, Tennant. Tennant looked terrible. Tennant looked suddenly like what the fuck happened to you? Well, that run of Hamlet went on longer than expected. <laughs> Um, yeah no McGann doesn't seem to age and he will always look good I think so. and as a doctor he had a wonderful voice apparently he's quite him. a nice man he's a delightful man yeah apparently. very short maybe that's boring, yeah I've met Joe McGann um, yeah. he's very tall I saw Joe McGann in the musical no not the music the stage version of Calendar Girls oh right yeah. how was that he was reliable he was yeah. a safe pair of hands did, did, yeah. he, did he belt them out uh, he can no, he's a lovely fellow. We went for we went for a beer and oh, uh, yeah, and uh, how did this come about? This is an intriguing. He was in the side, b- he, was side in the, he was in the Biddy plays in the lyric, and I knew the director. So uh, okay, name right. dropper or not name dropper? Name dropper. Who directed those? Uh, Roy Hayburn. Did he? Yeah. 
Roy, he, well, he directed this one. I don't. He didn't direct any others. I don't, don't think I remember Roy. Is he once played a was it a loyalist trying to shag a dog? And an ill judged play by David Arnold that we thought was going. Some that does ago. ring a bell. Yeah. 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 I was involved with it and I don't think I remember how were you involved in that I, I did some publicity for it right. the, the only thing I can remember but it is we're, uh, we're drifting very far from Doctor Who very quickly now. the entire audience walked out disappeared really from the venue during the interval in that show that, ring, like, that does ring a bell that sounds like a plot of Doctor Who yeah an audience just disappeared where could they be and then it where's K9 he's just disappeared the K9 computer as we're going to call him the K9 computer so John uh, to Tie in our various ramblings and condense them into a concise denouement. And this might be an edit job, Joe. I think it's definitely an edit I job. I think it's an edit Luckily, job. Luckily, I am up for the task. So. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, do you like Doctor Who? I like I, I like the idea of Doctor Who more than I like Doctor Who. Yeah, I think that's the case. Every time I think about the Doctor or want to see the Doctor, I, I'm enthused by it. I love the idea of it. I'm... That's, that's the hopeful thing. Yeah. That, and that I think that's a really good uh, approach to Doctor Who because, like, you know... But then again, is it? Here's my thinking. Um, we like Doctor Who as a sort of... Um, it's an idea. What, a Socratic... Um, uh, ideal. Uh, ideal, yeah. yeah. Um, as a sort of perfect Doctor Who. As a, which That doesn't really which, exist which beyond... It doesn't exist, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we, we, we imagine it's out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Oh, we occasionally see platonic glimpses of Doctor you know, Who. It's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, the, the chinks flash through and you just go, yeah. yes, that's it. That's the perfect thing. Yeah. But it's there. And then there's uh, another fucking... You almost went to the pounds of one there, but never mind. What? Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> um, that's actually racist. Uh, you can't say that. Um, but uh, without putting bits of... I'm dying your cheekbones green but, for but, some reason why were they green I don't know um, but there is occasional flashes or glimpses of the of the perfection that it could be yeah and I think that's why we always come back and that's you're right, why John. you're right it is it is an abstracted it's a platonic solid yeah, is yeah, what yeah. it is yeah, yeah. in our minds but the actual the reality is, is very different and uh, uh, you know left, and that, left, that, that's why it's always disappointing always infuriating and yet sometimes thrilling. It has to be. Yeah. It's like life. Doctor Who is life. All life is in Doctor Who. Well, it is. That's the whole fucking point of Doctor Who. It's life. Yeah. And like Doctor Who, it's bigger on the inside. Yeah. And it will find a way. It will always it really find does. a way. Yes. All right. Should we just leave it there on that uh, profound okay. fucking note? Of All right. It's time to set, to set the coordinates and get the heck out of here. To the 333rd thousandth century and the third earth empire yeah cats have hairdressers and it's, it's like, yeah and David Essex is still alive yeah <laughs> but he's made of tits <laughs> okay good night yeah. earthlings yeah Terrans bye Terrans dicks <laughs> lend me your yeah, ears you, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah you had to go too far Terrans dicks um yeah, okay. We can't leave it on Terran's dicks. Well, that's a fantastic kind of sign-off, isn't it? Well, you're doing the editing. It's, it's extremely niche. You'll probably sort it out. Oh, okay. Okay, bye. Diddly-dang-a-diddly-dang-a-diddly-dang-a-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-
doctors with companions at their side. When they were faced with danger, they didn't run, they didn't hide. The brigadier and the master <laughs> and the canine computer. 